Welcome to Small Bites with Glenn Gross and Derek Tim. We hope you're hungry. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, and today... Ducks! Ducks! It's pouring rain outside. It's miserable. It's been miserable all day. And uh, it's going to get more miserable in a minute because I'm going to introduce somebody uh, that you haven't heard for a couple weeks. My name is Glenn Gross. I own Fat Jack's Barbecue in Philly, New York. And uh, the guy that we were looking for last week couldn't find him in the bathroom. His name is... Derek Tim of BlueJeanFood.com. And as I mentioned, Glenn, I, I like to just come in studio sporadically now. Yeah, and you, Even though my name's on the show... To make it a special occasion. Oh, it's a very special occasion. It always is. And, it and, is. And normally, uh, it's raining cats and dogs, not ducks. Uh, no, it's perfect weather for oh, okay. ducks. All right. And you'll just make any excuse to use that cell phone. That's right. Oh I, got, oh, I got another one and, later on. Oh, great. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, I should have skipped again this week. Yeah, you're right. But be- the only reason I truly, <laughs> I truly came in studio is to talk to my man, Pots and Pans, John Howard Fusco of the Carrier Post and New Jersey Monthly. How's it going there, John? Quack, quack, John. Evening, guys. How are doing? Yes. Whether whether worthy of ducks about yes, it is. nobody else. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> well, the more than ice cream location on Locust, which is closing on nine twenty seven, will not be unoccupied for very long, as uh, Chef Jean Carl of Nord is going to be opening a brunch spot there called Winkle. This is according to Philly Mag. The name Winkle is Dutch for little shop, and look for a November opening. So that Winkle being. I heard he's going to have more than just ice cream there. Yes. Yes. Well, okay. sounds like. Yes, absolutely. It sounds like we're going to have some Dutch pancakes and different Dutch treats. It sounds like it's going to be a nice little... And some Winkles. Mm. And some Winkle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, November will also be the opening of Down North, which will be in Philly. Uh, according to Philly Mag, uh, Chef Kurt Evans, who has been an advocate of giving opportunity for formerly incarcerated staffers, he'll be employing those those people at his new place. Derek uh, needs a job there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be opening in November. Again, the name is Down North, North Philly. Uh, October 1st will be the opening of Honey Grow's first Fishtown Eatery, and the name of it is going to be Honey Grow Test Kitchen. Uh, the grand opening will be October 5th, and you can check out the menu at Philly Mag. One of the items I looked at, but it sounds really, really good, is a spicy miso garlic with pork shoulder dish. Well, that sounds oh, miso want to eat that. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else with that. <laughs> uh, from Philly Voice, they reported on the opening of Sprouts Farmer's Market in South Philly. Uh, which is the first uh, Pennsylvania location for this Phoenix-based grocery chain, which focuses on healthier food choices and affordability. Uh, Eat Philly reported that Front Chicken, which is a which has been serving Korean fried chicken and cheesesteaks in Ocean City, uh, will be opening a second location on 11th Street in Washington Square West. What was the name of that? It, it didn't come through. Front Chicken. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I couldn't uh, couldn't have an update without mentioning that we have to say. Happy 20th anniversary to Mark Vetri and the opening of Vetri's, which took place 20 years ago. So wow. congratulations to Long Mark time. Vetri, uh, the restaurant which has been a seminal um, moment in uh, modern Philly food dining history. So uh, congratulations to him. Uh, I have plenty more articles to mention from this past week in Philly food, including a deep dive into the cheesesteak from Philly Mag. And also, is there an omakase wave hitting Philly with three new places opening up soon? Uh, all this will be posted later on my blog uh, and shared on Twitter. Hashtag Small Bites Radio and at Eating in S. Jersey. Awesome. Cool. You are always a wealth of knowledge there, John. And uh, the Jersey Shore season may be over, but reading books never is. So uh, what's the name of your book again? So Culinary History of Cape May uh, came out last year. As I mentioned last time, 99% is still accurate. A couple places have shut down since I mentioned since the book came out. But still a great read, still plenty of history to, to chew on. And available uh, on Amazon.com. 
and bookstores in the area. Perfect. Well, uh, I'm a little disappointed that John didn't give us an autographed copy. Oh, uh, I got a personalized. Uh, uh, pictures and everything in it yeah uh, okay huh. that explains it <laughs> well john have yourself a great night i uh, look forward to talking to you, See again you later. Next week. bye-bye all right guys take care have a good evening i'm gonna tell you what though mm-hmm. john is full of knowledge and you are full of mm-hmm. something ducks quacks well, i don't know about ducks but this studio is, is full, full of, of deliciousness tonight yes it is my goodness gracious here today we have uh, here in studio with us chef bobby and uh, his uh, wonderful wife. What's their last name? Christina Sirritzaglou. Yeah. Did he get it? That's, That's a good. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. We try. Damn it. I, <laughs> I, it only took me 20 times. Well, you should have heard him practice. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he practicing? Yeah, yes, he did a great job. And, he did it good. And they are opening a soon-to-be uh, brick Oven pizzeria mm-hmm. restaurant called Stina at seventeen oh five Snyder Avenue, but it's going to be more than just brick oven pizza there because they brought in an amazing tiramisu, one of the best oh. I've had, and I, I can't remember outstanding how long outstanding, absolutely outstanding. So uh, why don't you two tell us a little bit about what Stina is about and uh, what's going on? Uh, he looked at his wife first to go talk. <laughs> well, you have, to, you have to get the approval, Glenn. <laughs> he does have to go home tonight. <laughs> That's right. So we're going to have, um, well, it's going to be Mediterranean fare. So, of course, the, the wood-burning oven pizza, but handmade pastas, salads, you, you name it. I mean... Um, yeah, uh, we... Um yeah, we're going to make, uh, we have an extruder that's coming. We have a, a lot of great equipment uh, to use. But, uh, uh, yeah, we're going to make uh, fresh pasta every day. Uh, we're going to um, bake fresh breads, uh, lots of desserts, and everything in between, basically. And also, uh, the way that you're setting it up, the <clears throat> the design is going to be, it, it's so unique. And uh, uh, you have a very special feel to it. And why is that? Well, um, I don't know. I, uh, my, uh, I've been, I don't know. I, I run a, a nonprofit uh, thrift store in Philadelphia, and uh, and why don't you name that? Because it's, oh, it's okay. very well known in Philadelphia, <laughs> and Philadelphia is much better off for having it. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, Philly AIDS Thrift, and we're like a block and a half south of South Street, and we just celebrated our 13 year anniversary. Now, that's that's funny. I run a nonprofit yeah. restaurant. Well, <laughs> it's, it's not it. a number, <laughs> but what we are trying to do is it is a restaurant and it's not nonprofit, but what we're trying to do is serve the community that we're in. Mm-hmm. And um, part of what we'd like to do, like with our my organization, the Philly AIDS Thrift, we give money to like 20 different organizations um, every month. And, and so what we're trying to do with Stina is is something very similar. And we're, we'd like to give a portion of proceeds to um, local uh, charities and, um, you know, we have the, we've made some relationships with the schools around us and uh, there's different churches that are helping to feed the neighbors. And uh, so, yeah, we just want to we just want to serve and we want to give back. Yeah, I mean, and, cool. and, and you guys just aren't talking about it. This isn't mouth service. I mean, you, you yeah. have had Phillies Aid Thrift for so many years yeah. and you're well known throughout the uh, community. Uh, uh, you've planted trees, flowers, making sure that uh, the aesthetics of the neighborhood uh, look good. And you're also making it that uh you want to make it every month where some people are like, oh, yeah, well, we we do charities and we yeah, do once every <laughs> seven, eight years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. well, I, I, it's I, built I, into our, our business plan like we uh, are going to uh, every month. It's, uh, um, we're going to uh, give a, a portion of our uh, profits away. So, so yeah. I, for, two questions. Number one, where is Philly Age Thrift? Philly Age Thrift is at uh, 710 South Fifth Street. OK, second question. Yeah. Why go from uh Affiliates thrift to the restaurant business. Are you nuts? Guess mm-hmm. what? I'm not leaving. <laughs> I, am, I am still. I'm, I'm one of the managers and co-founders of Affiliates uh, Thrift, so mm-hmm. I'm not leaving there. I'm just kind of taking on a little additional work. Uh, but but my husband is the, the the chef and the owner, and he'll he'll be running everything there. How many I mean, square feet is the restaurant? It's uh, a little under a thousand square feet. Okay, seats. That's how right. many seats? About uh, 
a little under 30 seats. Mm-hmm. We'll see how many we can jam in there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and the thing is, where you guys are located, I mean, the neighborhood there, uh, like yeah. you said, you want to welcome everybody. It's yeah. the wonderful uh, wonderful diversity that, that's already in place there. Yeah. Right. So w- with the, the way that you're trying to set the restaurant up, uh, it shows diversity, uh, diversity at its mm-hmm. finest mm-hmm. and different cultures melding together with, with your menu. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about the menu that you're going to be putting out? Where's the inspiration come from? Um, I mean, it's the inspiration comes from the Mediterranean. I mean, when people think Mediterranean, they uh, they automatically think Italian mm-hmm. or French or something like that. And uh, you know, the Mediterranean encompasses a lot of different countries, in court, uh, including uh, North Africa and, um, you know... Oh, so yeah. oh yeah, I mean, Asia it does... And, yeah, it's, it's, it's Europe, right. Asia, and Africa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, so what kind of dishes, you know, Mediterranean influence? Forget some of the Italian stuff, but what are some of the different things that you're going to have on your menu? So, I mean... Uh, and from where? Uh, <clears throat> so things like hummus and dips and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, uh, sam- sandwiches that are, that are a, a, like... Uh, more like uh, you know, with with uh, with wraps and, and and you know wraps in, in in like almost like a pita bread kind of uh, uh, sandwich and stuff like that. Um, Not like your typical hoagies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. There's anything wrong there's with hoagies? Be, <laughs> yes, we love all that food, and we're gonna do similar things. But there's gonna be some like really great spices and flavors mm-hmm. that are. Uh, what are some of the spices you're gonna use? Some of the spices. Um, uh, Ah, tough. I stumped him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, you know, like zaytar and, um, you know, lots of smoked paprika mm-hmm. and... and um, uh, other stuff. Yeah, other stuff. <laughs> I mean, but, but, but that's, it's, it's so eclectic. Right. I mean, yes. when, when you're mixing that whole region of the Mediterranean, you can go from A to Z. Yeah. Right. Well, in, because in you've flavors. got so many different cuisines. That's yes. why. Yeah. I mean, from why. Egyptian to Tanzanian to, yeah. as you said, Italian mm-hmm. to uh, Israeli yeah. uh, to uh, Turkey. Uh, yep. it, yeah. it, it, it's encompassing everything. And it, our background is Greek, you know, and, and so, yeah, I mean, but yeah, the, but the thing is, it, it, and that also reflects the neighborhood that we're in, like you said earlier, and, <clears throat> and that's the beautiful part about it. And the thing is, we live there. Yeah. We, we yeah. only live. That neighborhood's changed. A few com- blocks. Completely. Away. I mean, I used to live uh, 18th and McKean, mm-hmm. yeah. which is right down the street. Yeah. And back then it was, uh, you know, it was a different neighborhood than it is now. Yeah. And, and it, it's a really great neighborhood, actually. And, and um you know, there's so many great people uh, living uh, on the block right there, and uh, yeah, and everybody's just really super long. excited about it. You know, which is encouraging. Well, yeah, we want, we, you know, the the main thing for us is um, obviously we want to uh, open a restaurant that has great food, uh, but food that people uh, can afford, mm-hmm. uh, people that can come a couple times a week. You know, you, a neighborhood spot where they have can you come done to hang rest- out. Have you done your menu yet? Uh, it's. The menu is, it's a working menu. Mm-hmm. No, not really. <laughs> so you haven't, we're working we're, on construction. I mean, we're definitely going to have pizza, right? We're going right. to have, the, the, that's like the, the, the food that like everybody loves. Everybody right. loves pizza. It doesn't matter. So um, we're going to have really great pizza. Um, and um, where do you get your inspiration for pizza? What kind of style? Oh, wow. Um, it's his style. What do you mean? My style. That's right. <laughs> Cheese. I mean, so we have our, our oven came all the way from Italy, right? And it's just like a Neapolitan okay. uh, dome oven. And uh, so I really love, like, and I spent um, some time in Italy, too, um, in my younger days. And I love um, that kind of pizza. You're like 14 the, now. How? I know, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. Come on. <laughs> younger days? I wish. Um, <clears throat> so it's like, uh, you know, the Neo- Neapolitan pizza is really great and stuff like that. But I think we're going to do... It's not going to be Neapolitan, or maybe like a like a cross between. So you're going to mix New York style, it's, it's, right? It's going to be mixed, of, yeah. uh, You know, with different cultures. Have you given any consideration to price points on the menu yet? Our price point, yeah, it's going to be anywhere from uh, five to fifteen dollars. That's good. Yes, I, that's like, good. That's what we, we want it to be affordable for everyone. Yeah. Well, and that's not a bad price at all. Well, and also at that price point, Glenn, they're looking to go uh, with local sourcing, seasonal selections, mm-hmm. and a rotating special. So that's really right. amazing at that price point because yeah. in order to go with a menu uh, at that price point with those sort of options, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, you know. It's, <laughs> yes. it's, in a lot of cases, some of the local source slash organic slash whatever you want to call it, it's a little more expensive too. Yeah. So you know, to keep that price point uh, where you want to keep it, mm-hmm. that's admirable. 
really is. It's admirable. Now, what is your personal favorite kind? Oh, I like, no, you're not talking to me. No, we'll have plenty of time to talk to you later. (laughs) 7.35, preferably. (laughs) (laughs) You're fired. My my personal, it's going to be, I like a... um, Pizza with lots of uh, garlic on it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, and uh, plain, any particular uh, topping? Olives, uh, anchovies. Oh, okay. okay. So you, you, lost, you really, you, you lost. You, you really do like that Mediterranean yeah. flavor, even onto the pizza. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. Oh, anchovies, delicious. <laughs> oh. Derek, yeah. you like anchovies? I've I've had them. I mean, it's just a question. Yes or no? Yes, I've had them. Okay. There, <laughs> I can go with or without the more preferable without, but <laughs> yeah, well, now I'll eat because of a Caesar salad, I'll have anchovy paste because they rub the bowl with it's, it because yeah, I can't yeah. even tell. Most people don't even know they like anchovy because yeah. there you go, Caesar dressing has lots, yeah, yes, and and also a lot of times, why don't you have the real anchovies in the salad, Glenn? Because I wouldn't eat them. <laughs> Maybe your customers want to. Well, I don't sell Caesar salads. Oh, so you're doing it at home? No, I'm not doing it at home either. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Forget that I did. Well, uh, let me let me let me qualify. Okay, so when but, I eat but, out, never I'm mind, like... Glenn. Never mind, Glenn. Uh, so at Stina, will you be offering a Caesar salad, and will you be offering fresh anchovies in the Caesar salad? Because that is a very Mediterranean. Thing. Very Mediterranean. Yes, yes, I think so. He has an anchovy pond out in the back. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to catch his own. Hyper local. Yeah. There you go. There you yes. go. Can't get any more local than that. No, you can't. <laughs> uh, what What made you want to? What made you, really? What made you want to go into? The, have you been a chef all your life? Uh, I've been a chef for over twenty years. Mm-hmm. Then you're only so, twenty one. So right, I'm forty three actually. <laughs> okay. Well, you so. just said he was sixteen. Glenn. I said now he was fourteen. Now, now you punch him. <laughs> yeah. And so, so I'm, what made you? Want, I'm presuming you've been a chef at different restaurants and so on and so forth. Yeah. What I mean, made you make the leap? I'll, I'll get to you. Yeah, yeah. What made you make the leap from working for a, a, a boss like Derek, for example, versus doing your own store, your own restaurant? I think like most uh, cooks and chefs, you know, as uh, years go on, they 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 want to open up their own place, and it, it's a dream. I mean, it's like I've always. Uh, wanted to have my own place, and I, I think that the time has come. Um, you know, before this, I worked at uh, a place called Opa in Center City. Mm-hmm. I was the chef there, and uh, it was it was it was a lot of fun. And I was just like, you know, I want to I want to kind of time continue. to do it for yourself. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I was there a bunch of years ago. By the way, right now I'm working at a place called Will on East Pass Young Avenue, which mm-hmm. is really great with uh, Chef Chris Kears. Awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I know the buzz is amazing. Uh, it's going to be Stina. At 1705 Snyder Avenue, we were thrilled to have you guys in, and the opening, we're, we're, it's highly anticipated. When is it going to be open? So, we're, we're shooting for... Um, yeah, mid-November. Okay. Awesome, awesome. Well, I know one person who may be excited to try all these new flavors. Who would and that be? That would be uh, Kareen Bakum, better known as the Iron Palette or Million Dollar Palette online with us, Glenn. Okay. How's it going tonight, Kareen? Great, thank you. Did he get your name right? Yes, Kareen Bakum, perfect. Oh, or KB. Yeah, see? see? Glenn gets disappointed when I can actually pronounce names correctly. But we, we do our best no, here. So, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Most of the time he does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed. <laughs> so, uh, the Iron Palette. Tell us, how did you come about quite? A name. Well, okay. The name the Iron Palette came from me being um, a judge on Iron uh, Chef America from the beginning, from the onset, and just being, you know, the, the woman with the most um, episodes, judging the most episodes. So people would just call me the Iron Palette, and it stuck. And um, so, you know, it was KB for KB Network News, but the Iron Palette was more my. My other persona, you know, Iron Chef persona, and what I offer now in consulting services. I've now created Iron Palette Consulting. Yeah, I mean, you are a culinary tastemaker, influencer, expert, and consultant, and you've worked with quite a few of the world's top chefs. Uh, I mean, chefs that 
literally. I, yeah, <laughs> I have had that honor. I have had a great honor to meet some extraordinarily gifted chefs and people. Um, you know, everything from in France, Alain Ducasse or Jean-Georges Longuerichton or Bobby Flay. I opened Mesa Grill with Bobby in the eighties. Well, I mean, really, it's been a, it's been it's been quite a ride. It's been a lot of fun. Now, how did how did you recognize this to yourself, or was it others that brought it up to you of how amazing your palate is? Because it's not easy. You were covered by Lloyd's for a million dollars in insurance policy Correct. For, for your palate. Like as a child, was everyone sitting around the dinner table having, uh, let's say, mom, mom spaghetti, and everybody's like, "This is this is really good, mom." And you're sitting over there, like, "Well, could have used a little bit more salt. Uh, the oregano is a little light, and uh, how about we kick it up a notch or two, mom, next time." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I, I'll say something is, it's in my DNA. I think I was just born with it. Um, and I'll say that because um, I come from a very varied background. Um, my father was Coptic Egyptian. Um, they're the, you know, true Egyptians, direct descendants from the pharaohs. And they have, Egyptian cuisine is one of the most original, incredible cuisines, like Lebanese. So I was born, and my mother was American, but had lived a bit in Paris. and. Everyone in my family, for whatever reason, knows how to cook. Even I do. None of us have ever taken a cooking lesson, but we just have that ability. And I think it's based on taste. It's based on what you want to eat. Also, when I was born, we had a Spanish nanny. So my baby food, I think from the age of zero, was like very uh, <laughs> gourmet, shall we say. <laughs> um, she would make me. Yeah, she would make me like sardines with avocado. That there was no such thing as Berbers, <laughs> at least not in Switzerland and Geneva, where I was born. So I think it was just developed from a very, very early stage, and I had very varied flavors from a very, very early stage. So, question: <clears throat> What have yeah. you? How do I want to put this? So, the Iron Palette. What? <laughs> Has anything ever really stumped you, or or what is the most difficult thing you've had to identify with your with your palate, and 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 so on and so forth? I, I'm really interested in that. Well, uh, I don't know. Maybe some Asian flavors um, sometimes um, are, you know. No, I don't know. I've been able to identify those as well. What? Why don't we go to like something that I really don't like? Okay, <laughs> that's a great idea. Well, so let's go to something you really yeah. don't like. Okay, so like on on my, one of my Iron Chef battles, people will always say to me, and I never really answer, but they'll be like, "Oh, that was like the worst battle you ever ever had." Well, I'll tell you what it was. Um, it has different names, but it's called the Silky Chicken. The who? Um, or a black chicken, Silky oh. Chicken. You know, okay. like silk, beautiful fabric, Silky yep, Chicken, yep, yep. or black chicken. Mm -hmm. And they're the cutest things you've ever seen in your life. So I was there at the. Uh, at the episode, you know, on, on stage, whatever, at the set, and we're waiting, and all of a sudden they uncover it, and it looks like a pterodactyl. <laughs> it kind of has bluish grayish skin. Oh. And I, I already, with my eyes, was thinking, I don't want to eat this. Oh my God, what is that? And then I look it up on my phone, because in this day and age, you can do that, right? Yeah. And it's like, it looks like an owl. It's the cutest little thing you've ever seen. It's all fluffy, but it has barely any meat. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> and they should just be pets. They should be pets. They should be pets. They shouldn't be eaten. <laughs> oh. And one of the dishes came out, and it was like this wing of, of the bird, and it took a bite, and it's like blue inside. Oh, it was very <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> it doesn't taste good. I'm still, I'm still traumatized, and it could have been 10 years ago. <laughs> now, now, with that, knowing how important your palate is to you, did you have a moment that you were like, what if this ruins my taste buds for life? Then I, and you, no. can, and you can't taste anything else for the rest of your life. Uh, okay. Well, so that kind of happened. Really? And yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you should ask that. So, um, yeah. In 2000, and I haven't really gone public with this, but here we go. Well, you are now. In 2000. <laughs> Yeah, 2007, I guess it was in 2007, um, I was diagnosed with base of tongue cancer. Oh. And, 
that was pretty freaking terrifying. And so that took, you know, operations and then a lot of radiation and chemo. And I literally did lose my case buds for like almost 10 to 12 months. Oh, yeah. Because wow. of the radiation. Sure they would ever come back. Yeah. Wow. I'm sure if they would ever come well, back. Well, we are. They did 100%. Thank the Lord. Praise the Lord. And praise the best doctor in the entire world. Dr. Caruana, Salvatore Caruana. I have no scars, and my case buds came Amazing, amazing. And it took five operations. It was pretty awful. But hey, you know, I did survive my worst nightmare. I can't can't even imagine what you had to be going through mentally with that. uh, That's got to be tough. We're we're all happy to definitely know that you're you're, you're happy and healthy, and uh, credit goes to all those amazing doctors. Thank you. And I've been fine since 2008, so I'm 100%, and that's been quite a while now, over 10 years. So, so I'm very, very, very thrilled. Was but that? It was, yeah, it was a very, very terrifying, and the, it was a terrifying experience, not to mention the fact sure. that I had a business with 25 employees and two young children, and I had to take care of everybody. Mm. So. Was that before yeah. you were the Iron Palette, or during, or or? That was that was during. Yeah. Wow! So I didn't. I, I missed. I were missed one whole season. Were you insured at that time? I was. Oh, nice. uh-huh. Well, I don't think she was worried about the money, no, Glenn. Well, I know that. I'm just kind of curious. So, like, my my question to you is: uh, So, your parents are insured by Lloyd's of London. Uh, uh-huh. I, you know, and I'm looking. I, I want to insure Derek's voice. Okay. Oh, well, thank and you, with, Glenn. No, because okay. then if, if I... <laughs> that's probably the nicest thing he's ever said well, about no, me. Well, no, because if it's... If it I'm is, sure that's a thing. I'm sure that's a thing. Well, my thinking is that, um, uh, you know, I can ensure his voice. I'll become the beneficiary. Then I can strangle him. Okay. <laughs> See, now now it's, it's, it's no, going south. Work. Yeah, it went south. That's and it's work. recorded. Yeah. 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 It was, it, 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 was it expensive? Not at all. Really? Well, cool. Maybe I'll flip the bill. To, you know, it's, it, I, so this is what I just picked up the phone. All right, I had seen this movie once about this restaurant critic who lost his taste buds. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he was like one of the most famous Michelin star. Um, it's a French movie with Louis de Funès, and he's a Michelin star critic. And he loses his taste buds, and it becomes like a catastrophe. So he brings his son. And he puts his son under the table and he has his son tell him what the food tastes like. Uh, and I'm watching this with my ex-husband, my <laughs> husband at the time. And he looks at me and he says, oh, man, imagine if that happened to you. And I was like, oh, oh, my God, imagine if it did. And the next day I called Voice of London. And I was like, it would be my livelihood. What the hell would I do? That's the heck, funny. Sorry. Oh, wow. And um, so, yeah, they said, well, we've never done a palette before. What is that? I First said, well, you know. <laughs> anyway, they made an appointment. They came and they talked. And then we went out to lunch. And I showed them. And they said, aha, you're like what a nose is to perfume industry. I said, yes. Well. And so that was it. They, <laughs> wow. They Amazing. Me. Very cool. Little did we know what the future held. But it was kind of fortuitous. What a what a story! Very what a story! Cool. And I mean, just from the short amount of time that we talked to you, it was such a pleasure Absolutely. to talk to you. And uh, to end this, Thank it, you. it, it sa- oh, and it says that you are writing a memoir about all of your personal and professional experiences, at which I'm sure you'll include some of the tidbits that you put that you've never told anyone uh, here tonight into that exactly. book. Uh, do you have exactly. any estimated date of the book, or is you are you still pushing through with the editor and the publisher? Um, I'm still pushing through with that. And like I said, I just launched Iron Palette Consulting and I'm working with this wonderful uh, property in D.C., the DuPont Circle uh, Hotel. We're relaunching their whole F&B. It's going to be really wonderful and beautiful. So, you know, I'm going to work on that and the book at the same time. And hopefully by the end of the year, um, I'm, I'm I'm done. Well, cool. well, best of luck, and we wish you uh, all the best in your future endeavors. And please keep us up to date with uh, anything new in the book release. And uh, stay in touch. Kareen Bakum, better known Hello, as the Sue. Iron Palette. Have yourself a great uh, night. Thank you so much. Take care, Iron. Thanks so much. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, from, wow, one, that was cool. from one great palette to an amazing individual who has implemented national infrastructure for over 2,000 companies, Glenn. Mm. He is the founder and the president of Healthy Brand Builders, James S. Tonkin. How's it going there tonight, James? 
Doing just awesome, Derek. How are you? Uh, we're doing great. So uh, that's quite a lot of restaurants that uh, you've worked with, over 2,000. What what got you started into this? Because uh, you're sort of uh, uh, designing and implementing things for the food and beverage industry, and uh, you want them to focus on production and manufacturing and their branding and their sales and marketing and distribution. That's a lot to handle. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it, it is. It is indeed. Uh, frankly, it, it's um, uh, just just to kind of put parentheses around our discussion. I'm really not specifically oriented towards the restaurant space, although many of the brands that have gone through our consultancy have ended up in the restaurant business. We focus mostly on small to medium sized brands from an architectural perspective. So think of us as your early stage engineering partner. Uh, and and we, we put our arms around you from the ideation uh, platform, which is usually the beginning of a process when a brand is born, all the way through to the exit, which is usually around capital formation and liquidity. Oh, definitely. So, uh, and I've been doing this myself. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I mean, that that's one of the things that you're known for. As as you mentioned, yeah, you go through the smaller and the medium-sized, but you're known as the individual who can uh, score the big ticket and uh, get picked up by a larger, <laughs> the larger brand. <laughs> yeah, we've been successful in that process. But I'll tell you, you know, as most people read the headlines in the newspapers or on the Internet on a regular basis, hearing of a lot of brands that get sold to Coke and Pepsi and and Dr. Pepper Snapple and many of the other uh, uh, big acquiring uh, corporate entities, there are tons <laughs> of smaller companies out there that are able to build their uh, infrastructure, uh, their management team, hone their brand, et cetera, and sell uh, for $20, $30, 40000000 million. And most of those brands do not get talked about very often. Uh, uh, and I would tell you that there's a lot more of those than there are the uh, – uh, vitamin water uh, sales that you're probably familiar with. Oh, definitely. Sold, uh, many years ago for $4.1 billion. Definitely, definitely. Now, you also have been heralded as the beverage expert or slash guru. Being known yeah, as that for <laughs> the beverages, what are your thoughts on the big movement of the conglomerates moving into the CB uh, cannabis market for their beverages? It's, it's a real uh, ripe area right now. I, I will tell you that there's a ton of players that are at the starting line right now watching what these big conglomerates are doing. And quite frankly, this is my read on that. It's a great question. Um, I think companies like Constellation, and you probably read in this last week that the Coca-Cola company is thinking about hedging in, in these space as well. The, the liquor companies, spirits, beer, et cetera, the reason why they're throwing big money at this space is because if it does become legal and the government gets behind it for the obvious reasons, they're looking for the control of the industry and also the tax revenue that this will throw off. They will want to do business with companies that are respected, that are bonded, and that are used to collecting tax revenue and also work diligently and hand-in-hand -hand with government agencies. So a lot of these smaller players that are kind of starting, the ones that usually are on the fringe and don't care that much about the legalities of doing business, they get out there as entrepreneurs do, and if they get their hands slapped in the process, uh, so be it. But some of them are going to build enough of a platform that these big companies are going to look at them and say, you know what, why don't we just tuck you right into our process as well? Because you've got distribution in 10 states and it'll just give us a head start. So I think it's a very fertile ground. Um, I, I think cannabis still has a long way to go uh, on the control side. But before cannabis is something uh, that comes from the hemp plant, which you may be familiar with, called CBDs or cannabidols. Mm -hmm. And those are finding their way now into uh, ready-to-drink beverages. Um, you're finding them in all sorts of food products like nutrition bars. And there is a lot of anecdotal information out there by people who have ingested um, uh, CBDs that there's pain relief and um, stress reduction and all those things. And that stuff gets floated around on the internet and person to person. And that's what drives a new trend. So you guys spotted that already. Do you ever get involved not from the beginning, but in, in a company that's existing or in trouble uh, in, in their growth at all? 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, I've been doing, uh, our company has been in existence for 32 years as a strategic consultancy. But prior to that, I was a soft drink bottler. And, um, you know, the, the soft drinks are a, a little like beer or spirits. It's a license to print money because you own a franchise and it just grows in value over the years. But many brands that end up coming to market, the ones that start small, um, for a multiple of reasons, they don't get to the end zone. Many of them have great products, uh, but may not have the right management team. Um, They also may be undercapitalized, which is, uh, those are three things that typically happen in small businesses, which drives the mortality up over 92%. So before you get started in the entrepreneurial world of building a beverage or food company, you need to know what the odds are against your success, which I just told you. So yeah, every once in a while, um, you know, brands get into a struggling um, situation and we try to come to the rescue. Um, we do an adjudication just like you would uh, kind of do a postmortem and we kind of make a decision. Is this company worth saving? Is the product relevant? Do consumers really care about it? Is it packaged right? Is it priced right? If all those things are, are kind of on the positive side, then yeah, you know, you bring in different management and, uh, and, and then uh, potentially put some additional capital behind it and you can resurrect something that, that may be on its deathbed. Now, I did enjoy one of the items listed that you were uh, involved with, and I'm sure one person's whatever is another person's treasure, but it made me chuckle <laughs> of fortified pet waters you were able to... Yeah. What, what is a fortified pet water? Because my dog really just likes to go outside and lick the ground. Yeah, my, my dog yeah, drank yeah. out of the toilet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they get some fortification from that, frankly. Um, <laughs> we don't need to get into gutter humor, do we? But, uh, sure, go ahead. What we, ended up, <laughs> what we ended up doing was, this is quite a number of years ago, do you remember um, when glucosamine and chondroitin first came to the market, which, if you'll remember, are joint compounds sure. that are naturally derivative? Um, they're not synthetic, and they're, a, lot of, um, a lot of humans can actually get relief from inflammation uh, and, and stress in their joints by ingesting a certain amount of glucosamine and chondroitin together. Well, if, if the human condition, uh, you know, if it works in the human condition, we made the assumption it could work in pets. So I spoke to uh, any number of veterinarians about it, and they said, absolutely, we, we have these giant horse pills that we give to dogs and cats sometimes if they've got arthritis <laughs> or they, they seem to have issues with their joints. Um, and it works. Now, it doesn't work on everybody. Uh, long story, we, we put a formula together with glucosamine, chondroitin, and MSM and put it into a, a one-liter bottle and ended up selling it at PetSmart many years ago. And it, it did very well. A lot of people uh, said, I don't want to give my dog this big pill. I have to crunch it up, you know, slice it up into three or four pieces because I have a, you know, a, a Pomeranian or a Dachshund or something, and they can't, they can't swallow that big pill. So it, it was kind of a fun experiment, and, um, and it worked for a while. Uh, it, the, the market really never materialized any large extent, so we, we but, stopped selling but still, the product. But it was but, kind of a fun yeah, that sounds fun, yeah. and that is why you are the beverage expert. Whether it's it's, it's for, for all for, for all mammals, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, James, it was such a pleasure <laughs> yes, uh, talking to you. Uh, you're obviously the expert in this field. Uh, you are the founder and president of Healthy Brand Builders. Why don't you give out your social media websites or anything like that before you go? You bet. Um, Healthy Brand Builders. Dot com is our website. You can pretty much find everything you want on there. My uh, Twitter handle is Healthy Brand Man. And uh, love to chat with any of your guests anytime. Just reach out. Um, I have a query uh, section on my website, and I'd be glad to answer any questions. Or if you've got a brand you want to talk about, give me a call. Perfect. Have a great night. You too. Happy right. Sunday. Take care. Bye bye. So what, what, wow. what do you think about that? I, I like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, a, a branded pet water. That's pretty cool. That's <laughs> a genius. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially with like outdoor dining in Philadelphia and everybody wants to bring their pooch. That's right. Mm-hmm. Just think of that markup that you could have to say, okay, wow. you you want the yeah. Evian and what would your dog like? 
uh, uh, doggy on. <laughs> I, you know what? You can have like a, a separate menu for doggy. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I'll give him a call because we're ready to take that next step up. So I might have to give him a call. <laughs> Is that just because you can't reach the top shelf? Or? <laughs> You're so funny. Oh, no. <laughs> My God, Derek, you're so funny. Well, <laughs> not we 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 try here. No, you didn't. No, it, it, it it's very <laughs> minimal. But uh, we have someone else who also has a lot of great things to talk about. Are you going to get the name right? Probably not. Right, but. We try, Glenn, as I, as I oh, mentioned. I know you try. <laughs> we have uh, the managing director for State Fair Group, Michelle Tartaglione. Very good. Wow. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah, well, let, me, let me just tell you really, really my, quick. My mother-in-law wouldn't say it that way, but uh, got to say it the way it's Bill. You're the second one he's gotten right in 12 weeks. <laughs> well, she's online to well, talk. Yes. Uh, to, and the only reason why I knew that, Glenn, is I have a couple gentlemen that I was uh, good friends with that I went to Peru and they were uh, New York City firefighters. Mm -hmm. And their last name was spelt exactly the same way. That's not true. You were pacing around the studio practicing the name. <laughs> you should have seen him. But amazing. Enough about names. Enough about names. That, that, that's for a whole different show called uh, Phonetics. And <laughs> we're here. Right too. We're, we're here to talk about a, an amazing festival where you can eat, drink, and celebrate the arrival of fall at Yogi Barris Stadium for the second annual food truck and craft beer festival on saturday september 29th and as a plus glenn as a plus as a plus it's rain or shine and you go right there is the yogi Berra museum and parking is going to be free wow Whoa. free except for everyone but you well if i was a vendor there i wouldn't pay for parking would there I? you go michelle why don't you tell us a little <laughs> bit about uh, the second annual food truck and craft beer festival well, the, the best part, in my opinion, is that it's right on the field. So there's lots of room to eat, drink, be merry, play lots of games, walk around, seat, sit down and enjoy whatever it is you want to do. Now, so that's the start. It, it, go ahead. You ask the question. Now, I was going to say, in my personal opinion... Now, it may not mm -hmm. be everyone's. But, but since, it's not since, worth much. Since it's Yogi Berra Stadium, I would love it if I went there and all day through the PA system, some of Yogi's favorite or famous quotes were yeah. played. That would be really fun. That, you know what? That's a great idea. I'm glad I thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I promise I will give you credit for it. Oh, thank you. And the name is but Glenn actually, Gross. <laughs> no, yeah. I enjoy Yogi Berra. At the, at the museum, the museum and the stadium are adjacent to each other. Same parking lot. And you can do it either way. Where is it located? First, you can go to the... It is uh, 8 Yogi Berra Drive in Little Falls, New Jersey. Oh, okay. On the campus of Montclair State University. Oh, cool. And, and we're about 20 minutes outside of New York and um, right in the heart of, of northern New Jersey. And also, Glenn. And normally we're playing baseball. There you uh -huh. go. Oh, okay. Two of my favorite things. Yeah. And, and uh -huh. you have the original Bruce Springsteen tribute band. The B Street Band is going to be there. <laughs> we do. With and I also love it. and also for the kiddies and the, and Glenn as well, inflatables <laughs> <laughs> and Derek, backyard games I'll, and for kids to enjoy. Do you want to hear about Derek's inflatables? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, keep going there. Yeah. Yeah. Am. Am. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're inflatables like ball bounces and things uh, like that. Derek, you're out. Sorry, buddy. Slides. Yeah. No inflatable people. Uh, <laughs> well, you knew what I you know, Derek. Sorry. <laughs> I, I hope this is an adult audience. <laughs> for the most part, yeah. Except and, for Derek. And, and you guys, the, last year was, of course, the first because this year is the second. Look at how yeah. good my math is. That's Glenn. amazing, Derek. The, the, amazing. So, uh, and it was such a success. You've practically doubled almost the food trucks and the craft breweries, correct? Yes. We did. Wow. We did. It's, uh, there are, are definitely more food trucks 
and a, a more of a variety. And then the um, the craft beers are also over 75 of them. Wow. And then we have more direct sale vendors for everyone to because you have to shop. What's the... And uh, then, um, there's other things for kids, too. What's the attendance? Oh, gosh. The attendance? Ballpark. Pardon the pun. I think about 25. <laughs> 25 um, people? Can I just place the number? Yes. <laughs> that was dirty. About, um, I, I, you know what? It was well over 6,000. Really? I Do you wanted need a, to say 2,500, <laughs> but that was another food truck festival. Do you need a barbecue guy? <laughs> Um, actually, we have a couple. Uh, tell them next year. Day late, dollar short yeah. since the event's <laughs> next, <laughs> next week. Yeah. No, I don't mean for this week. I can't do it. I'm, I'm maybe, sorry. Yeah. maybe next year. Maybe next year. Atomic Pig Barbecue. I mm-hmm. love barbecue. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Different kinds of barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, Derek, you be yeah. quiet. Uh, well, actually, three, I'm just looking and there's three different that I can come up with in, in my mind that mm-hmm. are coming barbecue, but we've got fish steak and empanadas which for some reason is everybody's favorite they're they're easy they're cheap and they're um, good there's yeah yeah the line is always long well next year you and i'll talk three minutes (laughs) yeah well i'll I'll, you you call me again i will i will will tell you to talk cool now how did and yogi bear stadium is the home of the jackals correct Mm -hmm. That's right. It's how, our baseball team. And how and did how did the Jackals do this year? How did the Jackals do this year? They did not make the playoffs this year. Oh, uh, like the Phillies. In 20 years, but they came, they almost, almost made it, but almost isn't good enough for baseball. Well, that is correct, because as Yogi Berra says, it ain't over till it's, til it's over. That's that's right, and it's like it's deja vu all over again. We'll just keep throwing them out there, and uh, this—it's it, like it's deja vu. It was the first annual, now it's the second annual right. food and uh, beer fest, and it's going to be a great event. Michelle, why don't you give everyone a uh, website, social medias, anything like that before you go? Sure. Our, our website is yogibearstadium.com. And the, social, the oh. social media tags are hashtag Yogi Bear Stadium at Yogi Bear Stadium. <laughs> uh, Was that at Yogi Bear Stadium? I missed, I missed the list. And, and Facebook. There you go. <laughs> I was just making a joke. I was yep. saying is that Uh-oh. at Yogi Bear Stadium. Now, no, we want everyone to remember that the second annual food truck and that's craft that's beer festival is next Saturday, this Saturday coming up, September 29th, rain or shine, 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. And it's Yogi Berra Tribute Day at the Yogi Berra Museum as well. Parking is free. And when you come to a fork in the road, take it. And we hope to talk to you again yep. soon. Take care. I want to talk to you. <laughs> Have a great night. <laughs> take care. <laughs> great. Thank you. So much. No problem. Y'all can come. Take care. We'll do. Bye bye. Nice. Derek, it was not okay. Yogi. Take, take care. It was not Yogi Bear. Okay. It was Yogi. <laughs> it was Yogi Bearra. He used to be a catcher. Remember? If he if he poops in the woods, does anybody? <laughs> that would be boo boo. <laughs> but talking about other wonderful things is uh, Glenn. How are we go? How are millennials going to beat their parent? Pyramids. What are pyramids? First, we have to find out what pyramids are. But how are millennials going to beat their parents to retirement? I don't know. Well, lucky you. I'll bet we We can find out. Kevin Vaughn on the phone, and he's written a book. And it's called How Millennials Will Beat Their Parents to Retirement. Kevin. Hey, how's it going, guys? We're doing doing great. I'm sorry to wake you. (laughs) (laughs) so so why don't you tell us a little about the book um well yeah i mean it's definitely um you know i wrote it's my first book um i actually i work in the financial sector and i deal with uh 
you know, a lot of 20 something year olds kind of teaching them the, uh, the mortgage business and, you know, about finances and credit reports and stuff like that. So, um, you know, through dealing with them and seeing that, uh, you know, they kind of come in with not much knowledge, but to see how quickly they pick it up and you know, kind of apply it to their own lives. I, I thought that, um, it was an opportunity for me to uh, to kind of spread that with more people than just who I deal with on a day to day basis. So now, um, yeah, I wrote the book. Um, yeah. Now, with, I, the, for that reason. with the millennials, uh, is it difficult to tell them to invest in actual some traditional funds instead of putting all their money into Bitcoin? Because <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm uh, too comfortable with some computer handling all my computer that I can never see. Not that I ever see my money anyway. Right. Yeah, my wallet's always it. empty. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, it's easy to tell millennials anything if they're not, you know, staring at their phone. Um, <laughs> you know, I can't... I, yeah, but, you know... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I, I kind of liken the um, uh, millennials uh, not knowing and, and not paying attention and so on and so forth to Derek. Okay? He doesn't know anything about radio and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, we have to teach him. Exactly. Right. So you have to teach those right. Millennial, millennials. Right. right. Glenn's taking me under his wing. And yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Wings, chicken and biscuits. Exactly. Sounds it's like it's going, on. it's going okay so far. <laughs> <laughs> I taught him well. And, and your motto of starting to write this book was you had a thought that you're supposed to work 40 hours a week, 52 weeks a year for 40 plus years. And you said to yourself, that's just not going to work. So what is yeah, what is going to work? Well, you know, that's the thing, right? So there's there's definitely different routes for different people. It depends if, you know, if you have a family of four, if it's just you, you know, if you're married with no kids, but just, you know, dogs, dog kids, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, fur babies. Play into it. Right, yeah, fur babies, whatever you want to call it. But <laughs> it's something that's going to play into it. But, that's um, Glenn's pet name. You know, for me, it's this. <laughs> From you. <laughs> Yeah, for me, it's this, you know, like our parents and grandparents, they all followed that program um, and they were in a condition that was conducive to that. They were able to, you know, work for the same company for 20, 30, 40 years. Um, but, you know, people today, especially millennials, they're not going to have that opportunity for the most part. Now, if you get lucky, you know, good for you. But most people are going to be working, you know, two years at one company then switch over to somebody else or you know, whatever happens, downsizing, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen over the next 20, 30, 40 years. Um, I think what's going to be most different is that people look for a route outside of working for somebody else. Now, the right? interest. So when I talk about retirement, yeah. The, yeah. The, the interesting part is that, like you said, I mean, it, it, it's always changing. It's a fluid situation. We, we had uh, uh, legacy companies offering pensions. That's where m most people worked. Uh, you knew it was coming, 401ks. Now everybody's doing all sorts of different things. So you've, you wrote this book, but what I found interesting was you put your pen name as PNT space GVN. If anybody's looking to purchase the book, where did that right. come from? What does it mean? Yeah, so it means, uh, uh, so point given, right? So that's my pen name. Now, the reason for it is basically just because, you know, I wanted to stick off the shelf. I wanted you to look at it and say, okay, that's, well, what is that? Um, you know, even like with the title of the book is, you know, it's pretty long, you know? Um, and a lot of that is, is meant to draw attention to it because, you know, retirement is not the sexiest of subjects. Um, <laughs> Dep depends you know, who's talking about yeah. it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I should say with me talking about it, it's not the sexiest of subjects. Um, you know, if it was Pam Anderson or something like that, you know, back in the 90s, you know, it's a little bit different. But, um, yeah. you know, but my main point is just to, to try to get people to to wake up and start to think about it. You know, so some of the things that uh, you have to do to do that is to, to kind of, you know, look for whatever edge you can. So that was that was basically uh, you know, about as edgy as I could get. Awesome. <laughs> well, well, Kevin, it's been point given and point received and, and point well taken well, well, well taken correct good well point Glenn. i know and you have a pointy head yes and to more more to the point glenn if you want to learn how millennials will beat their parents to retirement go purchase the book look it up on amazon and as we said the pen name is pnt space gvn kevin it's a pleasure talking Take to care. you why don't you give social media's websites or anything like that before you go yeah, um, most importantly, go to Amazon.com and just look up uh, 
yeah, my pen name, PNTGVN, or you can put in the uh, the actual name of the book, How Millennials Will Beat Their Parents to Retirement, and uh, we'll show up. Good point. Cool. Pleasure talking to you. Direct and to the point. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Very good. Yeah. So, Derek, I want to point you towards the door because I, I don't know what you're thinking here, buddy. Well... Did you notice that I use a computer, not a ballpoint pen anymore? Yes, I know this. Yeah. Well, it, you, and before, well, <laughs> how, how much longer can we keep this? Wait a minute. No, before the ballpoint pen. Before the ballpoint pen, he was right. <laughs> I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. I realized what we were doing. He was using crayon. T- Taylor gave me the thumbs up that he was able to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I stopped myself. He was using crayon and paper. You know, I, I, you know that was the first time I've slipped in two years. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you enjoy the show? This is fantastic. Wow, yeah, we've had a really great time. <laughs> <laughs> It's this way every week, believe me. <laughs> we'll never see them again. That's not true. <laughs> We're never going to get an invite. We'll never see them no, again. You're going to get an, they, already have an invitation. They're leaving now. I think, we're, out I think we're warmed up enough to actually um, engage in the conversation. So let's start again. Okay, let's, let's get start it. Yeah, 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 yeah. well, we've only got four minutes uh, left. Uh, uh, oh, right. Actually, Sorry. We sing. Well, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, that. Oh, well, you offered. No. Go ahead. <laughs> Everybody, right. let's hear it. <laughs> Come on, you want to sing? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. He's strange. Don't, don't pay any attention to him. Still try so, to think of some more point jokes. <laughs> point Dexter. Oh no, I don't think so. What was it? My, your favorite movie was Point Break, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and what's the point anyway? Got a point less. There you go. That was good. Winner, Taylor. Do you have one? Yeah, you can tell we we have nothing to do right now. On my computer, I always click and point. Why don't you point your car towards home? I know where where my car is going to be pointed to. Yeah, Stina, seventeen oh five Snyder Avenue. Definitely. That's right. Come on Stina down. StinaPizzeria.com. Stina underscore pizzeria. And um, Instagram. Check out our pictures. Ooh. What kind of pictures? <laughs> Whatever. Like, you, well, you got to check, check, check them out. out. Yeah. Yes. There you go. That's the point. They're, they're, <laughs> oh, shit. they're on point. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm thinking, do you sell Blue Point oysters? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, it's amazing how we, we went a year and a half and we... <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've got two slips directly in a row within two minutes of each other. Yeah, well, I only committed one of them. So. <laughs> but, I, but I have to commend you, Glenn. What? You did bring in some delicious food tonight. Yes, I did. So why don't you describe what you brought in? Well, let's see. I brought in some rib tips, which... Uh, <clears throat> Quite frankly, I'm playing with to put on the menu at Fat Jack's. Um, and that's the point of the bread. The that's nose the whole point. point. The nose point. Well, that's the point of the brisket. It's, it's the breast bone. Okay. We, you know, but it, it, that's the point. Okay. Uh, you know, they're charred, they're grilled, they're smoked, and they're really good. And I brought a bunch of sauces. Uh, but have you guys tasted them? Not yet. Not yet. Well, <laughs> come on. <laughs> now you just messed up my whole. Oh my god. The gouda. And then I brought in uh, uh, some smoked gouda. I don't know what you'd call them. Uh, cheese bites, and it's a big pile. And you just pull them apart. And uh, I brought a like a curry, mm. kind of a curry mayonnaise. It's so good. Mm. Smoky. For real. Tender. Good. Yeah. Derek, what did you think? What was your point of view? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I slay me. <laughs> My point was that I was <laughs> so busy was. eating this tiramisu that oh, oh the bottom we we we, oh, before, we we got one quick minute left. Go ahead, tell everybody about the tiramisu. Yeah, please. And the, and the bottom. My goodness gracious! <laughs> oh no, he's joking. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> getting a singing voice over. ready. La la la, the, um, la la la. All right, so it's it's um, pretty traditional, except I added a couple little things. Right, uh, sort of kind of like what I'm going to do. I've seen it with a lot of things, but on the bottom there, I added some. Dolce de leche. Mm. Mm. It's so good. And then uh, there's some um, 
crumbled white chocolate and dark chocolate. He's looking at the it layers. Uh huh. It was delicious. He doesn't remember. Yeah. It's like you know. I don't. I'll tell you what, Glenn. <laughs> I didn't make Glenn. How fantastic! It was. Oh, I was getting, let me. You know, it's a coffee <laughs> base, obviously. Yes, I, I don't like coffee. This is uh, you can't even taste the coffee. Mm-hmm. Just I, very, very slight. So it's a, yeah, but like it actually has this espresso in it instead of coffee. Oh, okay. Um, but then uh, there's well, a little I, bit I of in that night. coffee too. So I, I have an aluminum that. palate, so you know, <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> well, well, that. I personally had a fun time and a great yep. show. Me too. Fat Jack's Barbecue, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, the social media. Find us. You'll find us. Philly ain't stressed. Come on down. Philly ain't stressed. Come on down to Stina. And thank you guys uh, for having us on. We had Did a you really have fun? Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. We, we had a great, really awesome. great time. And also uh, John Howard Fusco, Kareen Bakum, the Iron Pout. That was fun. That was fun. James S. Tonkin, uh, Healthy Brand Builders. That <laughs> that was very interesting yep. to hear his story. The Yogi Bear, second annual food truck and craft beer festival. And more to the point, uh, Kevin Vaughn. More to the point. Correct. Uh, how millennials will beat their parents to retirement. Uh, Chef Barbie Marshall must be yep. stuck in a, in a Probably t- tunnel. T- tunnel again. Yep. I'm Derek Tim of BlueJeanFood.com. This is Small Bites. We're live uh, Sunday, 6.35 p.m. on WildfireRadio.com. Tune in worldwide the following day on all Apple products. And we're syndicated wherever we're syndicated. And, uh, we and listen sh- to us. And we end the show like we always do. Well, not always anymore because I'm What's in the studio. Point, Derek? <laughs> we end the show this week with a joke of the week from the legendary joke tower, Jackie, Jackie the Joke. Man Martling. Hello, I'm Jackie Martling, and this is Small Bites. An old guy with Parkinson's goes into an ice cream parlor. He says, I want an ice cream cone. The girl behind the counter says, what flavor would you like? He says, it, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. I, I'm going to drop it anyway. <laughs>